You roll under the door just before it closes, only to find better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Eli. Hello. And John. Hello. Our icebreaker this week is one that I... Some some icebreakers are better than others. And some icebreakers are world-shaking, and some are pointless. With that knowledge, I present to you this icebreaker to judge for yourself... What cereal mascot gets the most bitches? Is this one of the things that says a lot of the per- about the person who answers it? <laughs> I don't know, is that's, it? That's up to you, John. <laughs> like, if I say Tony the Tiger, Tony what the does Ti- that mean Ooh, about me? Yeah, I, I, that, was my, okay, that was my first answer, too, because he, of the cereal mascots, he is the most Chad-like. So. Yeah. Um, but does he pull bitches? Probably. Yeah, he, but he seems so wholesome. Count Chocula got the money, though. Oh, that is fair. <laughs> but he hangs out with uh, all the other cereal uh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, Count Chocula's not Blueberry. Uh, Boo Bear. No, no. Frankenberry is. Because <laughs> there's Frankenberry and then Bride of Frankenberry. Because um, I, I Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam, no. Well, no. He's a, he's he, a, doesn't he's he have like, nephews uncle. or something? Yeah, he's an yeah, uncle. Yeah, I don't think he's got time. He's 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 watching his sister's kids. Mm-mm. Um, tricks. He's he loves the fruit. Uh, uh, you know, tricks. The tricks rabbit. He's he's going after tricks. He has no time for. Yeah, he's the way too dedicated to his cause. Yeah, De- dedicated or addicted, you tell. <laughs> <laughs> what about snap, crackle, and pop? That's three. Of the three, it's definitely crap. Definitely pop. Who's <laughs> <laughs> got the most swag? That beanie cap, though. <laughs> I think that says more about us that right there with those three. <laughs> listen, I, I, I remember which one was which. Listen, I, I'm pulling my answer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in Tony the Tiger. Just he, I, he, seem, he seems to have the most. That energy. Captain Crunch? No, I just... He's a captain, though. He doesn't have time. How does he not have time? He does nothing. He's a captain. Yeah, he's a captain. Mm. He has a ship. Are you telling me... I'm moving on to a new mascot. Are you telling me that the Honey Nut Cheerios bee can't get any? Oh, I might have to redact my lock-in. Mm-hmm. No, I'm still going for Tony. If the B movie taught me anything, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I'll go Tony. You're still going Tony. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Wait, no, I'm just gonna go all the real life athletes who are on Wheaties. <laughs> <laughs> all the millionaire real people <laughs> who are on Wheaties. <laughs> but do they say they're great? <laughs> no, that was so. great. I, I don't true, think so. <laughs> RJ, have you ever seen the thing that's like Brennan Lee Mulligan in a tiger costume citing existential horror? I feel like I have, but I might need to watch it. Okay. I Wait, will question. It. Honeycombs. Yeah. Honeycombs had that weird little like puffball thing with arms and legs. Oh, that messed out like <laughs> weird fuzzball I'm gonna say no <laughs> you kidding for I don't I mean hmm okay Quaker Oats guy Are you he's serious? a Quaker he's a Quaker <laughs> yeah he's, he's a Quaker what, you think he gets Quaker <laughs> Quaker woman <laughs> hey I don't know how the Quakers work I didn't study history oh, that is some nice hair <laughs> that is some nice hair. Hmm. 
The cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs bird? Again, it's the same Trix Rabbit principle. Mm, he's fair. too he's too he's too uh cuckoo. Yeah, same with the cookie crisp dog. Yeah. Two for one question. There. Cinnamon Zellips. Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch had the baker, but it also now has the Cine Squares themselves. I mean the Cine Squares, no, but I think the Are you I kidding? think the they're chef... in everybody's mouths. But they eat each other. There won't be any left. <laughs> They're like minions. Fair. <laughs> now that John has said this, uh, it's just locked off for me. No. Have spake it into existence. Oh, what about the uh, what about the raisin brand's son? Oh, talk about hot. Am <laughs> I right? Literal son. <laughs> I think I'm locked in on Count Chocula. He's got the money. He's a refined gentleman. And and if we're sticking with Dracula rules, he can uh, use like vampire powers to seduce women. That's true. Plus, chocolate's an aphrodisiac. That being said, I am going to stick with Tony the Tiger. Same. Fair enough. Locked it in. It's the tiger's pretty good. I can't argue that. He, someone would say he's great. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can we get well, that? Well, that's one all up? for this week, folks. Well, that <laughs> that's no, all. Just folks. kidding. All right. Our next segment: Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Oh, okay. Bye, Eli. Sorry, I, the dog I'm dog sitting is uh, wants to play. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I didn't want to catch any sound, so. Uh, who'd like to start for recommending media this week? Uh, I'll go, since I'm pretty invested in the show I'm watching right now. Ooh, what's that? I am watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Really? Have you, are you, uh, have you guys seen Star Trek or Star Trek Deep Space Nine? No, but I've heard it's really good. I've watched yeah. Next Generation. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, uh, during the pandemic, I was looking for a show to watch, and a really good friend of mine is a huge Star Trek fan, and so he's been trying to get me to watch uh, The Next Generation for a while. So, the pandemic gave me the excuse, and I sort of fell I fell in love with TNG right away. Um, yeah. I, I binged the whole thing in, like, about a month. It was It was such a fun viewing experience, especially talking to him and sharing, like, you know, the experiences and stuff. Um, and he's been trying to push me into Deep Space Nine, but I wasn't in the mood for like, you know, a 179 episode TV show. <laughs> Fair. But but uh, this summer I, I pulled the trigger. I was like, all right, dude, like you and me, we're going to have a, a watch, you know, a watch party. We're just going to like watch them and then talk about them. So, yeah, since the since early June, I am half officially halfway through star trek d space nine and it is some of the best tv i've ever seen not really? barring if you're a fan of star trek at all this show has some of the most amazing character work political drama sci-fi uh intrigue it is just great like all the way around i'm i'm very like the first two seasons and this is the same way with uh, the next generation the first two seasons kind of like I don't want stumbling isn't a good word, but it takes them a while to find their stride in seasons three or four. But when it hits the stride, oh man, it just goes. It takes off. <laughs> exactly. And I'm at that point in Deep Space Nine where everything is just like the first the first few seasons, they're all like putting the chess pieces on the board. And then seasons uh seasons three and four, they just they Crank it to 11, and it's just going, and it's so good. The plane taxis out onto the runway for the first couple seasons, but then three and four, up in the air. Exactly, and yeah, it's just been such a fun viewing experience. Now, so, yeah. what, who's, what's the, Deep Space Nine is the space station one, right? Yep, yep, so unlike other Star Treks that take place on like a spaceship, and each episode they go to like a different place... Deep Space Nine is set on the titular space station of Deep Space Nine, and it and it features the character of Commander Benjamin Sisko, 
who is trying to maintain this fragile diplomatic situation between several aliens, uh, uh, several alien species and governments. Hmm. So you get a little bit of, so you get the Star Trek. So it's, that was the hard part getting in was like I was used to the next generation style of like oh boy where's the Enterprise flying to today you know it took me a while to get into oh we're still on Deep Space Nine okay but where the strength of TNG is exploration outwards Deep Space Nine's exploration is more inwards it takes more time with its characters it develops them further Um, the political machinations of all the different uh, organizations start, you know, formulating and it gets almost games of Thrones style where it's like, like betrayals and, you know, political plans. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a completely different tone than TNG, but it still feels Star Trek, if that makes sense. Uh, so having seen a good chunk of each series, then what, who is your preferred captain Picard or Cisco? Cisco. Wow. I, I ride or die, Cisco, man. Like, uh, it, okay, it's kind of like you can't look this up without spoiling yourselves. Mm-hmm. But if you ever do watch D Space Nine, you owe it to yourself to watch Cisco yelling at people compilations on YouTube. Man, <laughs> when he when he yells at people, it is the best thing ever. Like <laughs> Picard, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Picard is great. I would ride or die Picard any day. But if I had to pick my captain, I pick Cisco. Like I would, I want to hang out with him. I wanna, I wanna. Uh, I mean, he's a big, he's a big baseball fan. So I we got that in common. I think that's kind of fair though, because one of the key factors in the next generation is how detached Picard is from his crew, and like literally the spoiler alert for a very old TV show. But the last episode is they're all playing poker, and he walks into the room, and they're kind of hesitant, but they're like, "Do you?" want to join us and he's like yeah I, so, yeah sure i'll join and he joins them and then was like yeah i should have been doing this a lot i wish i'd been doing this a lot sooner yeah and like not that this you know i i love picard too uh and yeah that at last that his his arc is sort of t- not like putting himself as the captain you know like you said it's becoming friends with his with his crew and becoming more personal where Cisco is personal, like from the get go, a big plot of the show is him, uh, raising his son as a single father after his wife died in a, in a Borg hmm. attack, um, in, in actually in TNG. And so Cisco is a completely different beast in that he is fatherly. He is kind. Uh, he is nurturing. You see him hanging out with the cast of DS nine more, you know, when he has time to, when he's not running a space station. So it's a completely different captain position. Like, the best way, like, Deep Space Nine is sort of a deconstruction of Star Trek, whereas Picard is, like, this larger-than-life figure. Uh, Cisco is kind of like the like the foreman of a factory. You know, he's in this really rough situation where he was told, you can do everything that's not illegal to keep this situation under control. And Cisco does it, so... You know, it's cool seeing not the perfect... He's not the perfect captain, but he is the necessary captain. And I think that makes him a, more compelling to me. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it, like, it's hard for me to recommend uh, Deep Space Nine if you're not already, like, aware of Star Trek lore. Because the situation they arrive in... Like, I'm, I say situation because there's just a lot of, like, political parties going on and watching... The next generation is not necessary, but it helps a lot. Um, I think if you just jumped into Steve's Deep Space Nine, you'd kind of be like, "Whoa, what's going on?" But over time, you start to understand, you know, this like just the different players and the different races and planets and organizations and stuff. So, if you if you are willing to make that leap, I definitely recommend Deep Space Nine. So you definitely recommend the next generation first, if you yeah, have time. I- yeah, like, uh, the thing with The Next Generation, you could probably look up, like, which episodes do I need to watch before watching Deep Space Nine? Because mm. The Next Generation is more episodic. You can kind of watch the episodes in any really order. Deep Space Nine is a little more uh, serialized. There's kind of running plot lines that are much more fulfilling if you watch them in order. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And uh, what do you watch it on? Any streaming service or own the box set or I watched it on Netflix before they took it off. <laughs> so uh to Paramount uh, Plus it is then. 
apparently. Yep, yep. yep, jumped on Paramount Plus, uh, trying to watch it as much as I can during the free trial period, <laughs> and then <laughs> then and we'll then figure it out. For a new that. Gmail account. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cool. Thank you. John, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, so this week, I finally. I, I was sick over the weekend, so oh. I finally got around to watching um, the new season of Stranger Things. Hey, what'd you think? I thought it was very good. Yeah. Cool. Um, I had, like, some minor pacing concerns, but other than that, it was pretty phenomenal. Like, I hadn't seen the main twist really coming. Um, have you both seen it? I have. I have not watched Stranger Things past season one. Okay. How, because how I've much heard, do you like, care about spoilers? Mixed, not mixed things, but like I hear it's kind of a drop off in quality. But season the, the latest season has been popping off from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, they really like. <laughs> I I don't want to say went back to what made it great, but that's kind of what they did. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like split into three main perspectives, and sometimes I wish they spent more time on some of the perspectives than others, but. Overall, it was really compelling. Like, plot made sense, good twist, good music and theming. Don't really have anything to complain about. I, uh, my, one of my main complaints with it that I mentioned back when I watched the first half was, uh, I am not a huge fan of the bullying stuff in the early first, like, two episodes. Mm. Like, when I was watching it, I was just like, I wasn't fast-forwarding, but I basically was, of like, alright, I'm just gonna look at my phone and not pay attention, because I don't care. This is never gonna come up in the series, like, at the end. What does it? No. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember what the bullying was in the there's, beginning. There's, uh, out in California, there's the one popular oh, girl who's I bullying mean, Eleven. And it comes up, but... It comes up, but it's literally just a catalyst to make people make you spoilers alert like for stranger things but it's been out for a while so i don't know don't don't listen um skip ahead by like five minutes it comes up just enough to pull the pull off like a oh is is 11 homicidal like is she she Mm -hmm. gonna pull a carry and this season plays with that for like three or four more episodes only to be like Actually, no, she's not. But her repressed trauma made she made her think she was. I mean, that, that it's a pretty strong thread all the way up until the second to last episode. When, because like the season opens with what you think is Eleven massacring the rest of the facility. Um, so it's like we know that happened, quote unquote happened, and then she gets in the situation with the bullies. Like, oh no, is this gonna happen again? So, like, mm, yeah, it, it, I feel like the season definitely had me asking all the questions that the writers wanted me to ask That's along fair. the way, which I thought was really cool. Not uh, like I don't get that feeling a lot. I really like Daddy, though. Yeah. Have you, cool uh, have you heard the rumors that he or well? So he's currently not listed in the next season. The actor is currently not contracted to return. However, people have pointed out that in Dungeons and Dragons lore, one of Vecna's uh, the, one of Vecna, the character, not the Stranger Things character, right? He uh, his top lieutenant is a vampire. Who? Uh, well, that would be something. Uh, that combined with we never we haven't seen anyone die to the bats. Is is that like the vampire who founds Ravenloft? Uh, no. Don't think so. I don't... No. Uh, the vampire who founds Ravenloft is Strahd von Zarovich, who was a warrior, very much, like, literally Dracula, in terms of, he went off to war, he fought a bunch of people, he came back and his love didn't love him. Hmm. Okay. I'm not super familiar with... Is that, like, Curse of Strahd stuff, or... Yeah. Okay. Um... But one of the other things, too, is that, if I'm remembering the theory correctly, Vecna's, like, right-hand man vampire ends up turning on him. Or, like, being betraying him, which is one of the ways you can defeat him. And mm-hmm. he has simil- visual similarities to Eddie, the 
mascot for, I don't remember what the band is, but it's a, one of the, I think it's the the metal band Van Halen? No, maybe. Uh, but when Eddie held, holds up the cassette tape and says, like, this is music, that's the band that Eddie, the mascot, is the, like, zombie mascot of, with mm. long hair and dead. So some people are like, oh, is this, is this a thing? Maybe. So yeah, yeah, like that kind of stuff too. I just think they've done a really good job of fostering theories and stuff. Like, why is the upside down the way it is? We saw it before it was this way, how did it become this way? I'm still stuff a little like disappointed that. they didn't go with the upside down as an alt-reality and where they lost against the invasion. So, mm -hmm. like... I saw that theory too. Yeah. And it's just like a time loop. Because I think that would have been very cool if, like, they're exploring her room, Nancy's room, and she, like, finds her journal and finds, like, s s days that have already gone by, but sh not the entries she wrote for those days, where it's more about, like, the panic and the, oh my god, we're losing, we're gonna die, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that this is a show where they said, okay, here's our story we're going to tell, and here's the ending. That's it. Goodbye. Yeah. They brought Gary Busey back. <laughs> Which one's Gary Busey? Uh, he's not actually in the show. Oh. Um, back when I watched season one uh, with my friends, we thought Dr. Brennan, like the big bad uh, science guy, we just said he was Gary Busey. <laughs> he got his comeuppance. Good riddance. Yeah. I really liked Vecta's line, saying he was just a man, trying to find worth in others. True. It's like, oh yeah, he wasn't a monster, he was just a pathetic old man. Huh. Yeah, I like that interplay too, of the like, the kids and Eleven and Hopper and Joyce, they're all, they're fighting monsters, both, in their eyes, both actual monsters and human monsters with like the Russians and the government agents and all that stuff. And from Vecna's point of view of having been the monster, it's a little bit more of the like, no, he, I've, I've interfaced with actual monsters. Like this is a monster. That was a Humans man. Humans are worse. <laughs> what is a man, but a pitiful sack of lies. Yeah. Or whatever the Castlevania line is. I'm also watching Castlevania right now. Oh, that's um, so good. It is very good. Very good, it, very good. I started watching clips first, so I thought the story was, like, a lot more dragged out than it actually is. No. But, which I'm a little sad it isn't that grand of a scheme, but I understand why. What season um, are you on? I finished season two last night. Okay. So yeah. that's my secondary recommendation. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah finish season three and four yeah i will i will only 20 more episodes that is a show that i think did a very good job of the first season was supposed to be like a movie that's about as long as it is and then they went oh we're doing more of it okay so we're gonna expand it like this to develop the characters and develop the world and manage to Increase the threats and the pressure without having massive power escalation in terms of all the characters. Mm -hmm. Plus the little video game stuff that they sprinkle in there sometimes, particularly in the early seasons of like, oh yeah, that alleyway is where the enemies are. That's basically a video game level because there's no way those guards are on that roof. <laughs> or you just found a weapon in a chest. Behind a secret wow. live a secret uh, bookcase. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually played a Castlevania game, but show's good. Alright. My recommendation got? this week. I had a question. I know both of you listen to Dungeons and Daddies. Are either uh -huh. of you subscribed to the Patreon? Sadly, no. I am. You, John, here's your call to action. Subscribe to their Patreon. Because Dungeons and Daddies Presents Sons and Sensibility is the funniest, like, 
three to four hours of podcasting I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I Excuse okay. Me. I, I've I've listened to Sons and Sons Ability while driving, and I know it's cliche to say, "Oh yeah, I almost got into an accident because I was laughing so hard." I genuinely <laughs> had to pause the episode and like <laughs> focus on driving because it was really distracting me by how how hard I was laughing. <laughs> it it is. F- so it's set in the Regency era. The Dungeons and Daddies cast plus a extra co-DM slash antagonist slash uh, knowledgeable individual about Regency era England. Uh, the four main players for Dungeons and Daddies are playing four sisters trying to get dates during the uh, season for that and trying to get husbands during that season. And it... <sighs> Between both the players doing their thing and the dice telling a story, it is it, it's just funny. It's just so funny. And the twists come out of left field, and you're not expecting it, but the twists themselves are hilarious. If I like the best way, like a lot of the bonus content in the Dungeons and Daddies uh, Patreon, they they have all these setups. They've done Star Wars. They've done Call of Cthulhu. Um, yep, they've done Call of Cthulhu. Um, but with the with you know sort of these themed uh, adventure stories, they always start off straight faced in the beginning, but around like the middle part, you can just see them devolve and give up and just start doing their own thing. And it's so funny watching them swerve and just <laughs> give up any modicum of consistency and just go buck wild. Like it's just. It's so, it's very much like if you're a fan of like, you know, hardcore role play who, you know, you like bunching on character depth, this probably isn't for you. But if you just like hijinks and just absurdity, it is really funny. <laughs> it also helps that like Anthony Birch is great as a DM. He's really good at setting stuff up. He's really good with character work. He's a writer. So like, but he doesn't have the expertise in the Regency era to like, necessarily pull off the villains but the guest co-dm they have on does so like there's an instance where beth may tries to put down her romantic rival for a man's affection by talking about how she her rival has long toes that are almost like fingers and the co-dm's like yes sadly it is true that my toes are ugly and long but maybe it is even charming much said much better than i just said it and she says it so well and so like such a perfect both regency air response and a i'm going to turn this situation to my advantage response that beth may's only response was i'm ruined <laughs> <laughs> it's also aided by the fact that so the co-dm is amanda shuckman and she's a professional voice actress so she just kills it with the voices well the all the daddies are just doing these They're cartoonish so regency like just impressions. So no, yeah, it's it's really good. Matt tries to be a British woman who was married to a man in America, but her husband died and so she came back and he falls in and out of accents so quickly. <laughs> but yeah, sons and sensibility. We'll have to check it out. $5 a month. Even if you just do the one month and listen to those three episodes, you'll get your money's worth. <laughs> so when you listen to it in the car, is that like Google Podcasts? Because those aren't on Spotify or anything, right? They are on... So they're on Patreon as like posts, but they have instructions on Patreon for how to get the feed into your podcast player. However... It is limited by podcast player. So Google, you can do it because that's what Calvin does. However, Spotify won't allow it. Okay. So, but they have like a sticky post in their whole, like on their website, I think, or whatever it is that like where the entire list of here's all our bonus audio content. They also have the like, here's the instructions on how to import it into your, the feed into your podcast player. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to sign up and listen to that. You two have convinced me. The, uh, hey. the only thing I'm disappointed in right now is they have not done a talking 
Oh, we got some dog? Yep, I apologize for that. I just really wish they would do a talking a talking dad's responsibility because they haven't done that yet and they've done it for all their other stuff. Is it is it done now? Yeah, all three episodes are out. Maybe it's in the works. I hope so, because I... Uh, y y just listen to it, please. <laughs> Calvin will thank you. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I think Calvin was on my case for like... Oh god, it must have been like three or more months. Yeah, because I was in my old apartment at the time when I first started getting bothered about it. Alright. There's our recommendations for the week. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. I don't know why I'm an old-time reporter. <laughs> our first question this week, why hasn't there been a foot pedal to flush toilets yet? With the further details, let's be honest, who flushes their hands using a public toilet? And to that I say, are you just someone who does not flush toilets? How dare you? <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, <laughs> I do. You wash your hands afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. Especially with, I like, know. some toilet. a lot of toilets, particularly public ones these days, have, like, the sensors, so no touching involved. Yeah, I've never even heard of, like, foot That's activated, true. like, even abroad or anything. It's, it's a good idea. Sensors. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. That sounds like a good idea. But again, I'm, I'm sure it's one of those things where it's like so ingrained in the infrastructure that people are like, "No, oh, why would I do that?" <laughs> well, I think too. It's uh, the way I'm looking at it is it's a clapper snapper situation, right? Uh, if you guys remember back to that classic movie, Night at the Museum. <laughs> uh, the uh, Ben Stiller's character. It's Ben Stiller, right? Uh, yeah. His character invented a flashlight that turns on when you snap, and he, someone rightly points out to him, like, why would anyone use that when we've got the clapper, as more people can do clapping than snapping. <laughs> so, like, if we've got the motion sensor ones, where more people can make the motion sensor go off, than hit a foot pedal, why would we have foot pedals? <laughs> you can tell this guy is like thought he had the best idea <laughs> and was like <laughs> also way back when toilets were first invented it was literally like a chain above your head that you pulled so like yeah I remember that <laughs> wait you remember that yeah well I mean, I mean no, I've seen <laughs> yeah oh I remember back in my day <laughs> Well, no, I've seen pictures of old toilets, and yeah, they were all chains and stuff. Like, think how far we've gone, and this guy's dissatisfied with how the foot pedal. <laughs> also, like, if you're that upset about, like, I don't want to touch with my hands, back of your wrist, my dude. It's either a button or a lever, and your back of your wrist will do both. Or or you can work your muscles a little bit and uh, flush it with your foot, you know? Yep. Lift your foot up, do yeah. some stretches. It does have a foot pedal if you try hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you imagine like being at the urinal <laughs> and you're trying to oh, foot no. pedal that? Oh Just no! Gotta reach up here real quick. <laughs> hey guys, let me. I gotta stretch before I do my yoga. That's <laughs> the real reason why guys don't pee next to each other. So there's room to get your foot up there and flush. They don't get kicked in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey guys, I gotta just roundhouse kick to turn, flush this <laughs> urinal. Gotta swing my leg around up here. Okay. Oh man, I got a concussion. What happened? Oh, the guy tried flushing the urinal and just drop kicked me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the rules. Honor dictates you must fight him to the death. <laughs> bathroom law. Yes. So it is written on the bathroom stall. So, <laughs> so it all public restrooms have an honor code. <laughs> you, you defile the honor code, you must fight. <laughs> or you become the flusher. <laughs> the man who just stands there and flushes no. the toilets. Anything <laughs> but that. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> if you don't have an answer there, um, just get better at flushing toilets, my dude. 
I mean, if you be the change you want to see in the world, you know, yeah. go in, in a foot pedal toilet. <laughs> Invent the foot pedal toilet, go on Shark Tank, make millions, realize you don't know what you're doing about production and design, and you waste all the money immediately, and then go back to whatever job you were doing before. I mean, it, it's easy. Like, the, the thing right now just pulls up on something back in the tank, just rig up a foot pedal to do it. You can reuse a regular toilet and just Ooh. change the flushing mechanism. Counter idea. Skip the toilet entirely, right? Toilets are already installed. You can't change that. People aren't going to pay to replace them until they're broken. That's not going to make any money. Here's what you do. You make a device, because as John has just rightly pointed out, there's already, like, the method to do that of... It's just a thing that, chain, like, pulls up the flap. So you take the handle, and you make a, like, device that you just slide onto the toilet... Like, you just bring it to the bathroom with you, set it down, it makes a- it's a foot pedal that you press it, and an arm hits the toilet thing for you, so you don't have to touch it. Perfect. And you can take it with you wherever you go. That's even better, too, because you don't have to, like, invert the- the direction. You push down on the foot pedal, you push down on the plunger. You don't have to lift anything up. And then, here's the next step. It's customization options, baby. New colors, new stickers, new patterns, new designs. Bedazzling. Kids are going to go wild with it. It's going to catch on on TikTok. It, it probably would. <laughs> and then you'll get that one kid who does the whole, like, gesture thing at Dumb Life Hacks, gesturing at your product, and then gesturing at a toilet as he flushes the toilet. <laughs> Why do I need this? <laughs> I like that guy. That guy came across a good idea and he ran with it. <laughs> Okay, sounds like we have a business model, boys. Yep, y'all can have that one for free. <laughs> Tune in next week for more good business ideas by the buddies. <laughs> Welcome to Shark Bowl. It's like a small shark tank. Yes. <laughs> also, we have no money to give you, so uh, yeah, good luck. But we'll tell you if your ideas are bad. You can just email in to betterbuddies at gmail dot betterbuddiescast at gmail dot com, and we'll tell you all about if your ideas are good or bad. We will not be signing any NDAs, though. And we will not give you money because nope. we have no money. <laughs> Our next question: Do you take the ethics of a company into consideration when buying things? Sometimes. Really? Yeah. That's fair. Eli. Yeah, uh, yeah, sometimes, not, like, I mean, there's sometimes, like, oh, like, I really want this thing, but I don't want to leave my house, so maybe I'll get a week at Amazon Prime. <laughs> but, I mean, for the most part, I do think it's healthy to be an educated consumer, especially for certain products and certain companies you support. Um, I know I tend to avoid, um, I mean, just on principle, I don't buy a lot of plastic bottles. Hmm. Um, just to avoid, you know, waste and everything. That's not necessarily the ethics. Well, aside from some, like, you know, Nestle and things like that. Nestle? Um, Nestle? Yeah, Nestle, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I, it, it should be, you know, look up, you know, if you... If, look up uh, Nestle in the product, dictionary. <laughs> look up, uh, you know, is the, you know, product cruelty-free um ethically sourced things like that and you know it, it's never a bad thing to research for things like that that's fair i i struggle with this one right like i'm not a fan of the a to z mon um but i've started using it too much in the last six months to a year and it's like oh cut back on that a little bit but on the flip side, I, I'm kind of like, I struggle with the where's the line, right? Of like, what at what point do I just be like, you know what, I need this thing, so I'm just going to get the thing. Yeah, Versus, there's, there's like, definitely a convenience factor. Yeah. I do the same thing I mean, with my a... media, too, of like, art and artist, going to separate those out a little bit, because I, I don't know where I'd draw that line otherwise. Right. Yeah, it's, it's always like it's it's one thing to deal with like oh I'm gonna watch this movie 
who, you know, the director is reportedly a scumbag or did something terrible. That's one thing. But, you know, like paying for, you know, your electric bill to a gas company that has some sketchy doings. Those are, you know, one one is like entertainment. The other is a necessity. So Fair. in those sorts of situations, that's very difficult to parse. I mean, some people, you know, you know, they they have a, you know, they have a, a little garden in their apartment and they grow their own, you know, produce produce or yeah like they produce their produce (laughs) (laughs) they uh they have a little garden in their apartment to grow produce which they then use to help them relax (laughs) yeah i don't know why you're saying it like that but yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well i think one of the things too is the like the shitty person leading the company or the artwork or whatever it is. And the like, and then the next tier down is like the shitty business putting out whatever it is or providing whatever service. And then the next tier down of like, here's the X number of workers who currently work at that place and are reliant upon that making money in order to survive. Yeah. Okay. It's it's definitely one of those things. There's no simple solution. You just, you know, you have to do the research on your own and make that decision. Make your own choices. Hey. Or don't. That's why we're here. To make those choices for you. <laughs> Our next sponsored question. Sponsored by Nestle. No. Yeah, sponsored by <laughs> Nestle. <laughs> Hello, California. We're taking all your water. <laughs> anyway, next... sorry. Yeah, anyway. Our next question. Is it a deal breaker for a woman to have a male roommate? What if they are best friends? What kind of question is this? No. <laughs> this is a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not an issue at all. <laughs> George Costanza, is that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, did you post this? No, like, like the, you've seen Rent? You've seen Rent in, like, everywhere? <laughs> oh, wait, you mean actual Rent? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you meant the musical. No, RJ, I'm not talking about the musical. <laughs> you were talking about Seinfeld. I think that was a fair assumption I could make. <laughs> also, in Rent, no, they have see... a bunch of different people rooming together. Yeah, but yeah, like... so I think it was a fair jump for me to make. Right. Okay. <laughs> but still, like, it, it, like it, I don't know if you should be judging anybody for like living with anybody <laughs> just to try and get by and pay rent bills and things like that. Yeah, I uh, I don't think it's a deal breaker, but also like, if this is a deal breaker for you, it should probably be because you saw the red flags like fifty miles back, where it's very very clear that they are not just roommates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hmm, they both seem to have these wedding bands on their hands, but no one else lives in the apartment. <laughs> um, <laughs> she says she has three other. She says That's she has fine. three roommates, but. You've only seen the one dude and two kids. <laughs> Man, this is definitely a case-by-case uh, case basis. Like, on principle, no, it should not be an issue, but I, it, yeah, that's your judgment call. <laughs> your mileage may vary. Or, you know, just make it a complete deal-breaker. deal breaker to you, it's a deal-breaker to you. Make it a deal-breaker and don't date anybody ever. Yeah. Then, but you'll never have to worry about it. Nothing's a deal breaker if everything is. And it's there can't be any deal breakers if you never make a deal. That's true. No deals, no deal breaking. Howie Mandel would be disappointed. Well, <laughs> he could suck it. <laughs> deal or no deal, RJ. Deal I no don't deal. watch Deal or No Deal. <laughs> our next question is one that us very manly men can answer in a very manly manly way sincere question what'll it take to make you a very manly man take care of your health go to routine doctor and dentist appointments get cancer screenings and such uh there is nothing manlier the people who love you want to know now, there's nothing manlier than taking care of your health. <laughs> what? Counterpoint. What, why is this? 
Why is it seen as manly to not do that? Counterpoint, <laughs> I can eat a bajillion apples and keep the doctors away, which means I will never die. What, you just have a you just have a basket on apples at hand that you throw at, at doctors? Yes. <laughs> Anytime I see a doctor. Apples. If you eat enough apples, you won't need doctors anymore. <laughs> My I God. still want to write that story. <laughs> In a world where doctors are monsters. And apple orchards are the only safe places. <laughs> no, the teachers are the ones with the most power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you get injured, you have to, like, try and take care of it yourself before the uh, ambulance shows up and then, like, EMTs jump out, drag you in, and drive you to the hospital. And then you're mm. never seen again. <laughs> it just gets real eldritch <laughs> horror. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go to the go to the fucking doctor, you nerds. Yeah, I mean, when you guys find out what makes a man do that, let me know, because I, I need to know. Uh, here's what, <laughs> it's called money. Doctors are expensive, and if you you'll, go to the doctor, they will tell you to pay for things, because there are things you need to take care of, and if you don't go, you don't have problems. Right. And asking for help is bad. Yep. Makes you less of a person. Wait. Mm-hmm. No. Wait, hold on. You're undermining That's what we tried right. to set out, John. <laughs> Don't you hear the sarcasm in my voice? But also the cry for help? No. <laughs> for real, though, so, like, yeah. medical be no. expensive, y'all. For real, I haven't gone to the doctor or the dentist in years. I need to go. <laughs> I haven't been to a dentist in almost two decades. Yeah. Maybe not quite, but it's close. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just never a priority. Yeah. I'm just marching on. When something breaks down, we'll know. Yeah. Right, Eli? Oh, yeah, it's happening to me right now. <laughs> oh, you, you've had had it. You've ha been this person, though. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into that <laughs> Oh, we don't need to get into how my co-president of the English club left me kind of high and dry for a month, for a semester because he was dying Yeah <laughs> We don't need to talk about that <laughs> uh, But yeah uh, And there, I want to just like slightly seriously be, point out that like there are options out there people just don't look into it as much as I think they probably could or like it doesn't get as advertised, because, you know, why would they? But there are, like, certain dentists and different medical stuff that, like, take into account income. So, like, if you're not going to the dentist because dentist is expensive, there are some, not a ton. You gotta look for it. But there are some dentists who do, like, pay what you can kind of stuff, so. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. I honestly, just make the appointment for them. Ooh. They'll go. Yeah, pull a dog. <laughs> make the appointment and tell them, hey, you want to go get some ice cream? And they say, hell yeah, I love ice cream. And they get in the you car and as you're driving, it's not the ice cream store. Realize you're not going to the park. <laughs> Before doing this, make sure child safety locks are engaged. I should have known when they put that cone around my neck. <laughs> hey honey, I uh, I got you something new at the store today. Can you can you try this on? Oh sure, what you got? Look, just uh, close your eyes, and I'll let you know when to open them. Cone. Yeah, this is a, a snack bowl you wear around your neck, so you don't have to carry it with you. And yeah, then you grab a bunch of cereal and make your cereal bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Pour some milk in. Thank you, honey. So yeah, that's how you get someone to go to the doctor. You just gaslight them. Into the <laughs> go to the horse blinders. Just put horse blinders on them. That's how horse blinders work, right? They just they keep yeah. the horse from getting distracted. Yes, definitely doesn't keep the flies out of their eyes. It keeps them focused on the task at hand. Which I, I suppose keeping the flies away helps with. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait, I thought that was part of what they did, but okay. No, that 
I thought that's what they're for. Yeah, you said that mainly. it doesn't. Oh, well, I think you were yeah. trying to be sarcastic, but I just didn't huh? pick up on it. No, that's my fault. Um, yeah. So there you go. Go to the doctor. It's good for you. Our next question, another heavy one this week. How do you fight off the insecurity that money and power are all that matters and keep striving for integrity? And you see, when you don't have a lot of secret, money, all you... <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking poor. <laughs> it's easy to find integrity when that's all you have. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of mean. That was funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's called, bullying. <laughs> <laughs> you're vicariously bullying. You don't even know who you're bullying. You just know you're bullying somebody on a podcast. <laughs> well, I know they're fucking poor. <laughs> if they weren't, they wouldn't feel bullied. Adam. Uh, so I guess we've just shown that at least Eli and I don't have any integrity. <laughs> <laughs> so um I think this one's on you John I don't, I don't personally don't think I've been put in many situations where my integrity would be challenged for money or power fair I don't know have you um I can't really think of any not uh, well I guess technically my work has because I'm like a supervisor and stuff I technically have some like power balances I have to be aware of hmm that's but fair. That makes integrity all the more important. And I know, so like, school and stuff, it's like cheating and all those kind of mm-hmm. integral things that result with the trade off is the power of being top of the class and getting bullied by all the jocks. <laughs> Sounds worth it. <laughs> well, I guess I should ask you you were the top of our class in high school, so uh, did you get bullied by all the jocks? Not really. Jocks were pretty smart at our school. Yeah. I gotta say, getting those GPA requirements on sports was a good idea. Yeah. Did wonders. <laughs> but yeah, all the good athletes were honestly really smart kids, too. Yeah. It was... It's almost like all those, like, 80s teen dramas movies weren't accurate. Guess it's cool to be a nerd now, RJ. Oh. That is a genuine question I have because I don't, I don't think it happened as often as the media portrays. But were there really those kids who would like, just absolutely destroy shit and get away with it? Like the popular quote the quote unquote popular people who would like pick a nerd to bully and would destroy his science fair experiment and just nothing would happen, and the teachers would be like, "Yeah, good work bullying that nerd." <laughs> I have to believe it did. Probably, I don't know, probably some school who's, like, the principal's good friends with the bully's dad and, like, wants to over, like, <laughs> don't worry, we'll we'll overlook the situation. And that was where all film directors for 80s teen movies came from. Yeah, it happened <laughs> personally to every single writer of 80s teen movies. <laughs> uh, that's why they put it in their work. Yeah. For real though, uh, maybe try uh, shifting your focus a little bit. I know that's hard, easy to say, hard to do, but make lists. Just make a put together a list of like, hey, here's all the cool, fun, valuable, meaningful experiences I've had with anybody in anything that is not connected directly to the quest for more money, more power. So if you had like a good, meaningful conversation with a friend or somebody asked for your help and you helped them out. Or like the somebody's moving and they're like, hey, I, I need help moving. And you went and you moved boxes for three hours and it was heavy and it was it sucked, but you did a good thing. Yeah, I can't speak for being in a position having, you know, money and power and influence over other people to a significant degree. But I do feel like it's important at any stage in life, whatever, you know, resources you have to maintain some hobbies, to have some, you know, spiritual wellness in the forms of just activities that you do that necessarily do not net you any profits or tangible 
you know, things, but just having that like positive emotional benefit can go a long way. Like at some point, like you can be, you know, physically the healthiest, but you know, if you're missing some pursuit, you know, some goal that is intrinsically motivated, then I feel like you kind of suffer from burnout. Yeah. Might be. I mean, just, just, just fine. Just fine. Even if you, if you have a little like spark of like, Oh man, I would love to go on a hike, then just go for a hike and then see if you like it. And that, if that spark continues, you keep doing it. You know, I, I guess to answer the question, you keep striving for, you know, that in- integral motivation. Just find something that you like doing for the sake of doing and just keep doing it. Uh, you know, try drawing, try try running, try any hobby that at the just the very latest sparks your interest. I'm going to get back on the list train, choo-choo. Uh, make a list of things you do, like, that, not maybe specifically like Eli listed, but like, I work this job and I do this hobby and X hobby and I go to these movies and like put together a list of like everything, the general list of things you do and see how many of them are devoted to the quest for money and power versus just doing them to do them. And put together some, see if any of it on the list is like stuff you do because you think you're supposed to do it. Like having a TikTok. <laughs> Wait, you guys are getting TikToks? No. <laughs> I do not shit. have a TikTok. <laughs> not every goddamn fucking app needs to be a goddamn fucking TikTok clone. Uh-huh. I That's mean, it works. <laughs> the system clearly works. It did. And then l- literally every app is that now, and I don't like it. Stop. Stop that, Facebook. Stop that Snapchat. App is well, Facebook, yeah. Snapchat also, yeah. <laughs> Stop that Twitter. Everything kind of seemed like an Instagram clone. Because it for was. A while. And then Instagram became a TikTok clone. True. It's really the short, autoplayed videos, you know. Also, fuck algorithms. Just fuck algorithms. But they know what you want, RJ. They don't know what I want. They know what I googled once. Well, if you didn't want it before, you want it now. So saith the algorithm. Fair. We got one more question this week. How come men's balls never get squeezed between their legs as they walk? Um, evolution. Actually, great concentrated effort, but we'll go with evolution. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the ones who are having that issue could not reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a very, very careful, uh, it's called underwear. I think they, yeah, they sit a little farther forward than you would expect. True. So, that's why it doesn't really come up. Here's what you do. You get a pair of stockings, and you put two golf balls in one of the legs, and then tie it around your waist so that it's about that height and placement and then try walking and you'll you'll learn very quickly how it happens it was science experiment just make sure you write everything down so you can uh, turn it into a report and call it science get get it published and uh step three question mark question mark question mark and then make money right eli that's how most things work. And I've been to business school. <laughs> As in, I walked through the business school on the way to the liberal arts building. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you had some of your liberal arts classes in the business building because they had so many classrooms. Yeah. That counts. <laughs> yeah, I, I basically have an MBA. You went to the business school for business things? <laughs> that was what it was called on the side of the building, but... All right. Well, that's another week, another episode, fellas. Woohoo! Woo! Thank you both for joining me this week. Uh, thank you to the band Problem, Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. 
If you don't have us on your podcast network, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast right now. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Better Buddies. We post Meme Mondays and our icebreaker questions, as well as the episode links. Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. We uh, post episode links there, and apparently now we do polls for nonsense. <laughs> and our Gmail account, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to talk about, or questions you need advice on. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. Hey, John. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Uh, it's Thursday. Yay, yeah. Thursday. I always reply that to that question with what day of the week it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? How are you? you know <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't know. Good. an answer, at least. <laughs> it's, it's Thursday. That's how I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tomorrow's Friday. Uh, this is this is a fact. Imagine if that was an opinion. I think tomorrow's <laughs> going to be Friday. It might be Friday tomorrow. I don't know. I guarantee if you post that on Twitter, people would argue with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, it's my belief that tomorrow will be Friday. Well, actually. <laughs> well, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Maybe that's the engagement post this week. <laughs> what I think, you go viral. Wait, hang on. So my engagement post should be, I think tomorrow might be Friday. Yeah. Even though Monday. it is what going to be think? Friday. No, make a poll. Make a poll. T- <laughs> Alright, here we go. We're doing this live. What day is it tomorrow? <laughs> pull up Twitter. And, uh, Friday or other? <laughs> we're going to do poll.